Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9. The State Government's Health, Human Services and Housing dashboard data was released last week. So to discuss the figures more broadly is CEO of the Tasmanian Council of Social Services, or TASCOS, Adrian Piconi. Adrian, good morning. Thanks for your time. Good morning, Mike. First of all, we've uh, just heard from Labor's Shadow Minister for Child Safety, Sarah Lovell, on the concerning child protection data. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, look, the, the number of children in active transition, it, it really is a concern for us in Tasmania. You know, I feel like if we can do nothing else, we should be able to protect um, our children and in our society, particularly our most vulnerable children. Um, but often, you know, some of these issues that we see time and again, it really just seems to reflect some of the ongoing issues with the workload in child safe, child services, uh, safety services. I know the workload is, uh, yeah, is a pretty well correct word across the state at the moment. Are you happy with the state mm-hmm. government's $51 million strong families safe kids reforms and the rate that they're actually being implemented? Well, I think one of the things that we're seeing is that the number of referrals for investigations is dropping and that that is, is a good thing. So, you know, if the advice and referral line is working as it should, then fewer investigations is exactly what we should be seeing. And more families are going to be provided with assistance when they need it. Um, I think we would like to see some stronger implementation and particularly, you know, focusing on promotion and mandatory reporting, but making sure that people have the resources they need so that we don't get to that crisis point. What, what else actually stood out for you, if I, if I might, Adrian, in the Human Services Dashboard? Yeah, well, I guess um, you mentioned housing and health. And um, as we know, we are in a crisis in both of those areas here in Tasmania. You know, in the health area, in the housing area, sorry, we saw the housing register increase near on 800 um, over the last year to 4,367. That's a significant number of Tasmanians that are really doing it tough without a um, house to call their own. And that's not just you know, adults, but it's also children, people having their childhood living in uncertain and un- unsafe um, environments. It's interesting when you read from the uh, Michael Ferguson, Minister of State Development, Construction and Housing on the housing dashboard, um, their spin, investment of $615 million into social housing, home affordability and homelessness initiatives. And the dashboard saying that uh, says, and I quote, we are continuing to build new homes and providing assistance to those most in need with 2,608 households assisted in the past year through a variety of programs that have been made available and a further 11 new homes completed in the month of August. All this positive spin is great, but if you see behind it, you see the actual figures, don't you? Absolutely. And, I mean, I think, you know, what we have seen is most, you know, recent announcements with the government saying they're committing to 3,500 social housing properties by 2027. Mm. But what we also know is that it's just not enough to meet current and projected needs. You know, we've talked before about we need the government to deliver 14,000 affordable homes over the next 15 years. I think the other thing, Mike, is that we saw recently in in estimates the Minister talking about the building sector running at capacity and that they wouldn't be able to expand on the current target. But I think we we just can't accept that. Um, We really have to do more and we really need to see this as an opportunity to build our capacity. Are you pleased to see the future, that all future data will now be released monthly? Yes, look, I think it's really important that we are tracking this in a consistent and cohesive way. Um, It's too easy for us just to normalise this crisis um, and forget that some people really do not have a safe place to call home. 
Moving on to health. Mm. And we have to. It's unfortunate, but yeah. there's qu- quite a bit of pressure, <laughs> isn't there, on our emergency departments? There really is. And, you know, for as we know, for, for a long time now, we have had some of the worst health outcomes in the country. Um, and this is despite us spending over 30% of the budget on health. So really, we have had very little movement or improvement um, in recent years. And, and in some places, we're even going backwards. Is the cost of GP visits, do you think, uh, part of the issue here? I mean, people are putting off going to their GPs because of the cost and therefore ending up in emergency. I think that um, it's about cost, but it's also about actually being able to find a GP. You know, we hear time and again that GPs have closed their books because we just haven't got enough GPs um, here in Tasmania. But also, uh, particularly in regional areas, it's really hard to get to see a GP. And often people let a condition um, go to the point where they do need to turn up to emergency. So one of the things that we've um, been talking about, and I think the government has, well, I've also heard the government talking about in recent months, is actually increasing our capacity in the community. So people have the health care they need when they need it. As, uh, as we mentioned earlier, even more of a concern considering the COVID-19 situation on the mainland. I mean, our health system's barely coping as it is. Absolutely. Well, I mean, ED presentations have increased by more than 10% in the last 12 months, and that's without the presence of COVID. Presence yeah. of COVID. So imagine what would happen if we did get an outbreak here, which, you know, is, is likely to happen at some point. What about, I mean, it, it is quite, a, there is, when you read it uh, from the government, there's quite a bit of investment going into health. I don't know whether, it, it, is it enough or is it being spent at the right place at the right time? Yeah, I think um, in the most recent budget, we saw a significant in investment in health. I was thinking it was $10.7 billion in health, which is the most they've ever um, announced or invested in health. I, I guess the the thing that we would say is the importance of, of targeting that investment, particularly in the areas of early intervention prevention. So we, what, we, what research tells us is that we need around 5% of our total health spend needs to be directed at, at preventative health, whereas currently what we have is about 2.7% in preventative health. So what we're saying, let's put it at the grassroots level so that we, that we actually don't have to end up um, in emergency. We touched uh, a little bit on there on the dashboard in regard to children. Uh, that is a huge concern as far as I'm concerned. I mean, the, rele- the data released Friday showed 105 children, as we touched on, had not been allocated a caseworker within a, a priority time frame, and it was up up from 45 children just last September. I know that, um, you know that you can put a spin on it, but I tell you what, it's still the dashboard data showed 1,304 Tasmanian children were in out-of-home care in August alone. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a tragedy. It really is. And, you know, as I said, I think if we can do nothing else, we should be able to keep our children, particularly our vulnerable children, safe. And if we go to, uh, to, to the housing situation, I know that's a, a, we've spoken about this a lot. I mean, they yeah. need, to, obviously, they need more land. They need to be able to, the government must release something somewhere because we don't seem to have enough of that to start with. Yeah, look, one of the things that we were pleased to see um, announced in the most recent budget was this um, housing plan, a 10-year housing plan. And what we understand is that for for private builds, but also for community and social housing. So how we can actually increase that. And, And I think this is what we need to be doing. We need to be thinking about this as a whole of community. We need to be coming at it from planning regulations 
to, you know, to thinking about new ways of doing things and new ways of living and providing homes for Tasmanians. I, I know that um, Minister Ferguson has said uh, in their dashboard media release, at the end of July 2021, the affordable housing strategy has delivered a total of 1,818 additional new homes, lots of land and new places in supported accommodation and homeless uh, services. And the Tasmanian budget will mean that extra 2,000 new homes built by 2027 on top of the 1,500 already on track to be built by 2023. All that doesn't, it does sound fabulous, doesn't it? Until you realise it's only about a, a quarter or even less than what we need. Absolutely. And it is, look, I have to say that it is great to see the government focusing on this and taking this seriously and seeing this as a real crisis and a real problem that we need to address. But, but as you say, it's just not enough. That, that's the reality that we've still got nearly four and a half thousand people on the, on the housing register waiting list, um, who are just treading water, um, living in cars, living in unsafe dwellings. I know, and that's, uh, that's where you come. Obviously, uh, Tasmania Council of Social Service or TASCOS comes in. What are, they, what are you hearing? What kind of, I mean, they're really struggling, but what kind of feedback are you getting from those that are struggling in the community? Yeah, look, I mean, people are just really doing it tough out there. I mean, children, you know, who are not able to attend school because they are, um, you know, living in their cars with their families or, or living in tents and so that they can't even, you know, wash themselves properly or provide a, a healthy lunch to take to school so they're not actually attending school. Like, people are really, really living in extreme circumstances. I think we need to, and the children's side of it needs to be worked on pretty quickly, doesn't it? I mean, especially when you look at um, child safety. And the, the, I know the $51 million Strong Families Safe Kids reforms are uh, supposed mm. to focus on supporting families to stay uh, together where it is safe to do so, but you still see um, a lot of children at risk. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I guess, um, you know, something I, I probably would say, Mike, is and this particularly came out of the most recent budget, is that although we do have a lot of sort of old and entrenched problems here in Tasmania that we really need to, to address and solve, I guess what we did see in the most recent budget was some movement towards addressing these in a more strategic way. And I'm thinking here, as I mentioned earlier, about the 10-year housing plan, mm. but also the work that's happening in health around our healthcare future. Um, and that was an announcement that um, Minister Courtney made when she was the Minister for Health last year. And that really is about thinking how we can provide um, Tasmanians with the healthcare they need where and when they need it. So it's really focusing on healthcare in the community um, and evidence-based strategies for Tasmania. So we're really pleased that this kind of work is progressing, that we're not just sort of seeing numbers go up and not doing anything about it, but we're really thinking about how we can address these more in a more strategic and holistic way. We've seen, we have so many empty buildings across the state. I mean, surely there could be something done with those to help. We've been touched on this before, but uh, that would be a great, I mean, that would be a maybe just a Band-Aid solution, but that Band-Aid's better than nothing. Absolutely. I mean, particularly with, you know, COVID, we're seeing more um, office spaces and more shops that are actually that are vacant. Um, surely there must be a way that we can start to use these and um, adapt them so that they're suitable for people to live in. Mm. If you could, after seeing the uh, stats and the, the dashboards as such, what would you say to the government uh, today? 
I'd say that let's not be complacent here. Um, this is these are serious. These are people's lives. Um, these are people's livelihoods. Um, and I think that we really need to do all we can to ensure that Tasmanians have access to a good life. Good call. Adrian Bacconi, CEO of the Tasmanian Council of Social Service, or TASCOS. Great to talk to you again. Thanks, Mike. Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9.